Welcome. I don't know why I'm armed with a banana. Um, we're back for a new series of Man in the Van, um, sponsored by Whole Shop Motorhomes in the vehicle in which they've supplied. So look, you can, I, I'd give you a guided tour, but we don't really have time because I haven't got enough memory card because I'm an amateur. Um, I am sat here, first victim, I'm gonna put the banana down actually, because it's quite threatening, uh, for this Man in the Van series 2021 is Mr. Lewis Hall. Um, obviously I know Lewis a lot, as in come through the Team Green program. Probably that's why I never really got him on the Man in the Van thing, because I didn't want people going, oh, you're just siding with your own riders, all that stuff. But Lou Dog, here we are. Let's start with where we're at right here, right now. Hawkstone, yeah. first race of the year on a new team, riding for Rob Hooper. How did it go? Yeah, first round um, of the Bridgestone, first race with a new team. Um, started off well we got uh, first in qualifying p1 uh, which was positive it's a nice it's always nice to start the day with a first in qualifying then um, went on to first race I was doing all right and then um, I uh, just a uh, rider caught across me and I went down and I was in too much pain to finish with my bad knee and um, I winded myself pretty bad but um, regrouped went out for the second race and um, uh, didn't get off to the best of starts, but came through and uh, finished fourth. So it's a good, well, good start to the season, really, apart from the first race, and just keep building. Now, I've worked with you, not anymore, um, obviously, but worked with you long enough. I know you, you know you you love to be doing something all the time. You're not one of these ones that can, people that can sit around and let time tick away. Off season, then with lockdown, I mean, you like a lot of people, you must have been climbing the walls, especially with a new ride couple of years in in pros now under your belt how did you cope with lockdown you going insane yeah it was my uh, fourth third or fourth year coming into pro um and obviously lockdown was a bit of a bit of a nightmare for everyone but yeah. um it just just the first lockdown it was just a case of just trying to keep fit and then got back on the bike and um the recent lockdown um yeah, I just signed for Rob Hooper and um, we went into lockdown, but I managed to get out on the bike a few times under like an elite athlete sort of training thing. Um, get you? Elite, so, elite athlete? Somewhat like that. Um, so just, <laughs> um, just tried to get out as much as possible, a few trips to Scotland, um, riding the sand and then um, mid-January, um, when the restrictions, uh, start of January, sorry, when the restrictions had been lifted, we headed down to Spain. Um, just for two weeks to um, just get some solid riding in basically um, and have a good off season and just make the most of it um, unfortunately on the last day I um, I snapped my MCL in my knee and then that just caused me to have another two months off well it's two months to the day I had off and then um, only had four weeks on the bike leading into this and I was a bit optimistic, obviously having such a long time off the bike, but um, I mean, keeping fit and just um, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, you, to... that's one thing that is one of your strengths, you know. And um, you, you know, you definitely put the work in regards of fitness and commitment. Have you been dragging uh, Big Sai out, Dad out on the e-bikes or what? Yeah, I've been out on the e-bike um, quite a lot. I was able to <laughs> um, road use... bike too, though. No. Have you no two e-bikes now? God, dear, oh dear. Good training. 
Okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, I had the use of Gym Fit Ripley, which was um, great through lockdown, um, which helped a lot. Um, obviously, that helped build a lot of strength, but what I'd lost um, in the two, well, in the previous lockdown, and I could just keep building and just getting as strong as possible, as, as strong as I could um, to come into this season. Um, I'm obviously not as prepared as, prepared as I'd like to be, but um, beggars can't be choosing. Yeah, but that's a solid start though. Um, yeah. You know, quick the speeds there, and like you've just, okay, first moto today didn't go quite to plan, but you've bounced back straight away with a solid solid second moto. So all said and done then, you know, how are you feeling going into a change of machinery? So how's all that going? Obviously we've, we've worked together for a long time, so now you're on a different brand. You know, you're now working with Rob that can take you to the next level. How, how have you find it so far? It's at very early days because you haven't done hardly any racing with Rob yeah. or, the, or the Yamaha, but you look you look very comfortable in your surroundings. Yeah, that's it. Well, obviously, I've been on Kawasaki for four years and, um, well, five years, sorry, on a 250. Yeah. Um, so I've always rode a Japanese bike until the past, um, sort of, last half of last year. Yeah. Um, when I switched to a KTM and, um, then as soon as I jumped back on the Yamaha, I was at home straight away. It just handled like really well, and um, it was just a lot. Well, I'm not saying it, it wasn't easier to ride, but it was it was more of a bike that suited me after being on maybe a, a bit more what bike. you got used to. Yeah, right? yeah. Obviously, riding a Japanese bike, it's the same sort of chassis as a Yam um, for five years, and then I got back on a bike that um, was pretty similar to what I've rode all my life, and I just gelled with it straight away. Um, which was positive and um, yeah, just, yeah. So one, one thing I want to talk to you about in particular in this interview is, because I've lived it with you, I've been through it too, but obviously being team manager, your team manager for three or four years, is the transition from rookie to pros and how so many people underestimate it. Yeah. Now you're two or three years down the line, you know, now you've lived those experiences what is is it did you come into it thinking it would be a little bit easier now you've lived those experiences now you can tell even you know even kids younger than you now coming through just go like fellas it's it's yeah don't just think because you're a rookie hotshot you're going to be yeah straight out there's, there's a few like that um but no obviously when i was in mxy2 i won pretty much everything and my my confidence was on an all time high after winning. I won twenty two out of twenty four races. Yeah, in your MX first Nationals. year, pretty much your first year as well. Yeah, wasn't fourteen it, years old, first year on a two fifty, and um, then it, I'm glad I went pro to just get that learning year and um, well, a couple of years learning. Um, when I stepped up to it, originally, like first off, it was a bit of a struggle and a bit of a shock to how quick the riders was. Um, I could have been more prepared, um, but. You just can't beat experience, and obviously, 20, 20, 2018 was my first year pro, and then um, 2019 had a lot of positives, and then obviously 2020 was a bit of a write-off um, with COVID. But I got um, my first pro win at the end of the yeah. year, and um, just I just want to keep building momentum. And um, looking back, do you think that you you know now you've gone through it? Did did you maybe? You know, dare I say it, won it a bit too much and, and over overcooked it a few times when you could have just settled yeah. for laps. 
Do you know what I mean? Like literally just go, I'll, I'll just finish the race and get experience with the laps. Yeah, well obviously I was 15 years old, I was young and just, just wanted to go as fast as I could for as long as I could. Um, Basically he didn't listen to anything I told him. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. No, my fitness has been um, like pretty good. I've always been one of the fittest riders out there. Definitely. So that wasn't the problem, but um, we just had little issues and just just racing basically nothing sort of went right and um it's just um just the way the cookie grumbles yeah but. i suppose did you ever then you know um because i know how much you want it did you ever have any reservations or doubts that you're thinking mm, kind of beating head against the wall with this maybe i should look to do something else even though you were really you you know you really are at the start of your your career did you get some low points where you're thinking oh i'm just pissing in the wind and of course yeah. on top of that it the financial implications as the as going racing gps is not becoming any easier you either got to write out a big check or be exceptionally good where somebody's going to take a punt on you and that doesn't happen very often so no. you're kind of caught between the two did was that getting to you a bit um yeah obviously racing at this level it's it's a lot easier than people make out, especially from youth to pro. It's it's ridiculous how much quicker it is and how much more intense. Um, but um, I'd say I'm glad I stepped up to pro at the right time. But um, the time that I did, but um, I maybe just rushed it a little too too much in that first year, and then um, yeah, brain's gone. That's all right. It's just, it's, it happens. It's not it doesn't happen too much out there. What about I've asked established riders like Tommy, right? Who's been around the block, won British Championships, won GPs, finished second in the world. Yet he still, which seems to be a current trend going through news of late, um, you know, like social media, and now we're getting like trolls, trolls on there, and people running their mouth and whatever. You've had a, a fair, not loads, but you've had some of that as well. You know, a young rider and people saying, oh, you know, he's doing this too early. He, he, he crashes out too much. He, he does do that. Mm. How difficult has that been when you read that? Does it, do, do, you, do you go through all mixed emotions? Do you get angry and it's like, oh, I'll show them and then go, oh, water off a duck's back? Well, no, it just kind of fires me up, really. Um, obviously, it's not nice to read stuff, um, but haters will be haters at the end of the day it's just nice to prove them wrong and um especially last year after all the yeah. hard times that i had and then just to get that first pro race win um i think i'd have been on for the overall if it weren't for another rider again but um it's what it is just gotta just try my best every race basically. yeah you know and as we said before it's sometimes you know without i'm not getting the violin strings out here i'm really not because some people looking in would say oh well you've had support from a young age with team green and all these things but that that's not a program never been a program where we you know where it can go and and be a, an emx team so yeah. how, how have you coped with that because you know like you, your dad works his nuts off you work hard you even work with your dad to pay for your racing and stuff like that how did you how, how difficult did you find that when there's maybe other riders around you that have got more financial resources to go and, and obviously do what they yeah do? in this in this game it all comes down to money at the end of the day it's who's got the biggest pockets majority and who can afford the best bike and the best equipment but you can't you can't buy talent if you if you're talented and you've got a lot of money it definitely helps but um the step from um racing in England to racing abroad was um, in the EMX 250 it was massive I had some great support from Kawasaki and some great help but um, 
Just, just not the the, the finances to, to, to get you yeah. over the line with the, the tuning of the bike. Everything else was in place, wasn't it? But yeah, it's just not, not just the, about. Obviously, it all comes down to preparation at the end of the day. And if you're not riding with them boys over in like Belgium, Holland, France, Spain, like day in day out, then it's a different ball game to try and compete with them. Um, and a lot of people don't realise that they go to. I definitely went to EMX 250 way too soon. Um, like I was 15 when I tried my first EMX 250, which some people like Jet Lawrence, it worked out all right, but he had like tremendous backing. Um, yeah. He was basically on a factory bike. Um, but no, apart from that, it's. it's so you got no regrets with that. So it's like a stepping stone thing. You're not looking at EMX right now. Your immediate focus is to, you know, learn, keep learning, gain a good reputation in the UK, go for domestic UK championships, and as Rob has said, like he's done with Taylor, this is a good team to be on as a stepping stone to maybe get back to eventually being yeah. a GP rider, right? That's it, definitely. Um, obviously, my, my focus now is just to get gain as much confidence back as possible because the last few years have been tough on me and um, I just want to focus on the British stuff and not have to travel miles and miles and just everything's pretty much local um living in the midlands it's not too far for each track and just yeah. um racing on a sunday and um just try to get as, get as many races under my belt as possible before i think about going to emx 250 again because i'm probably probably at a decent speed now where i can qualify and run in a different like a decent position but it's a lot of money to get there and um and that's the half the battle isn't it like you don't get straight you've got to go and qualify so you don't even yeah. get like you're not even straight into the race and we've talked about that sometimes maybe if you've got the resources it's better just to jump straight into mx2 pay the extra money yeah. and at least you, your entry fee and you're going to get ride time and races under your belt i mean that's it, you know we, you went to some emx's and obviously unfortunately didn't get in traveled all the way down to italy and that's the risk you take and it costs yeah. a fortune that's it, it's a big risk to take, um, but you kinda, if you're ready to do it, you've gotta be there and just keep trying and trying and trying, but if not, you're just sort of beating in the wind, really, and um, I think I did try it a bit too early, and obviously, I have doubts and wish I'd have done stuff differently, but. Um, oh, well, you're just really starting changing. out. Yeah. We've all got uh, regrets. Funny though, because you have them young, and then as you get a bit older, they kind of fade off a little bit. I'm just, again, trying to give you some friendly advice that you'll you'll finish your career and you'll have probably regrets, and then they just kind of they drift off. When oh. you're as old as me, and especially when you're as old as Rob, I can say that because he just told me how old he is. That's it. Um, but no, if you've got the money to go and race MX2, it's definitely a lot easier. You you guaranteed ride time, you guaranteed TV coverage, and yeah, it's. That AMX 250 class is ridiculously fast, and probably half the boys have smoked a lot in MX2, up to the top, well, over the top ten. But um, but yeah, exactly. But just kids that are just trying to make a dream reality. Basically, you've just got hundreds of kids trying to trying to make it, and best of the best, really, yeah. from each country. Um, but you've had some, you know, already some good experiences that you can learn from. So you went and did some training when we went to California, America, saw that work. It was a bit hot for you at first, wasn't it? Yeah. We um <laughs> we spent three weeks in America, which was probably the best time I've ever had ride on a bike, but it wasn't sort of a, a serious trip, it was just no. more of a fun and I ate 
way too much and gained <laughs> too much weight. And, <laughs> That'd be me. I was dragging him into all, all uh, restaurants. Um, but yeah, but it's all those experiences you had, you know. So you, and you've raced junior world championship from a young age and all that. So now, do you feel like as we sit here that it, it is all starting to like align a little bit? You're getting, you're now getting to that point where you're gaining enough experience to to learn from the errors of your ways and past or whatever. But now you're like, a few years older. You've had a few years in the class. Do you feel? a bit more mature and different in yourself oh yeah 100 percent. you you can't beat um experience like from qualifying to racing just determination and having the mindset to go the distance because 25 minutes because one lap probably don't sound a lot but when you're in it and you're going at that intensity it's a different ball game from racing youth and um just to have like three years of racing at that level um you, you, you just can't you can't practice it it's just experience comes from racing and if you can um, if you've got the determination to to do a 25 plus one and um, be strong throughout you you know you're pretty fit yeah so, so what about this year then to just to wrap up do you think are, are you are you are you setting targets or are you just going new team fit or whatever let's just do the best in each race and see where it goes or are you putting any pressure on yourself or have you spoke as a team where where you think you should position Obviously, at the end of the championship yeah i have goals in my my own head which i want to achieve um you don't have to tell but, us that by the way i'm just you know um my my ideal goal would be just the british is a bit different you've got quite a few gp riders doing it um so probably like top six would be like my sort of goal yeah. and then in the maxis in the sorry the mx nationals and bridgestone which i'm also doing i want to be uh battling for the win yeah and um i know it's achievable um i've only had four weeks on the bike coming off a mcl injury and i managed to grab a fourth and qualify first and i just need to get more experience and race time under my belt and i know i can be fighting for those positions and yeah yeah good stuff well look um thank you for jumping in the van and getting you know uh what we got about 22 minutes of words that's good that's it um he, just before we started this he thought he'd have a bit of a sugar hit so he decided he was gonna wolf down a load of sweets then realized he couldn't chew, chew them in time spat them out yeah, that's why he's a bit, bit red in the gills not from the riding because he was power chewing um Lou, as always, it's been a pleasure. Um, obviously, having spent some time working with you, I really do wish you the best of luck and hope that you achieve your goals this year. We'll be rooting for you. Thank, um, you. thank you for being the first guest in the Man in the Van. As yep, I said, brought to you by Whole Shot Motorhomes and FXR and RaceFX and also uh, Warp Imports. Uh, you're, an, you're obviously an FXR racer this year. Yeah. Now. You're in the kit. It's looking yeah, looking fly, FX, looking good in that. FXR kit, yes. Real comfy kit and glad to be back in it. Still, you know, chunky legs though, aren't you? You still stretch the pants, don't yeah, you? We were ready for tree trunk legs. Now. Ooh. Welcome. No, I was going to say welcome to my world, but I'm not even 34. That would be generous. 38. I'm not quite up to a 38 yet. Just about hovering at a 36. Um, nice one, Lou. Uh, we'll let you get home. I'm going to go home too. All the best. Have a good year. There Thank you go, you. Uh, Mr. Lewis Hall, first guest on the 2021 Man in the Van series. Brought to you by. Old shop motorhomes. Glad to be on it. Good stuff. Right, Thank on you. you go then. Go and, go and um, stuff your fat face now. That was Lewis Hall. He's done. We're out of here.
I'll be back uh, probably, well, I don't know, whenever I can get out and grab somebody in the van again next. That might be a practice day or a ride day. In the meantime, uh, keep following us on Dirt Hub. There'll be plenty more of these. We've got the Dirty Talk show going out most Mondays now. The race season has started. Uh, thanks to everybody for the support. And again, um, thanks to Whole Shot Motocross uh, Motorhomes for this brilliant um, van to get the guests in. And that's it. I'll see you soon, folks. Take care. Stay safe. Keep doing what we've got to do. And hopefully, um, by the years out, we'll have a load of spectators back at the races and we'll be back to pretty much normal. See you soon, folks. I'm gone. <laughs>